Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. This is your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com podcast. I'm back with Brandon Lee today to give out four free picks for Wednesday, February 6th. Uh, we used the opening lines on Tuesday to come up with our picks for Wednesday. Brandon and I are coming off an 0-4 week. It's our first 0-4 that I can remember, even dating back to the last three seasons on the football podcast. I don't think we ever went 0-4, uh, but it does happen to the best of us. Um, we're off to a slow start this basketball podcast, which we're trying for the first time this season, so be patient with us. Uh, even though we're 3-9 and nine through three weeks, I expect we'll have... Uh, we'll be able to get it back to profitable by the time the NCAA tournament's through. Uh, Brandon's one and five. I'm two and four. Um, Brandon, not not the most ideal start here, but uh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, it, it's been a real struggle so far, uh, handicapping these games a little earlier than normal, but uh, definitely adjusting to it and uh, confident that, like you said, we'll get it turned around by the time this thing's over with. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm confident too. Yeah, definitely. And I don't I don't normally look at. I sometimes will scroll through the lines the night before, but I don't normally, you know, make picks the night before unless it's on like Saturday. Sometimes for college basketball, I do just because there's so many games. You got to do it uh, sometimes a little in advance to get through all the games and get the picks out by the time the games start uh, at eleven o'clock Central Time on on the the weekends. But other than that, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't try to make picks too often the night before, but I'm not trying to make excuses. Uh, I will get it turned around here. Uh, fortunately, did redeem myself uh, last week by winning on the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Also went 7-3 and three on my 10 props on our Super Bowl prop podcast with Jimmy Boyd. So it was a de- definitely a very profitable Super Bowl for me. Um, what do you think about that Super Bowl, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I, I was on the wrong side of the my premium play with the Rams. I did a decent for myself on prop bets, but uh, it was pretty boring. I, I don't think anyone can really argue that. Uh, really, you got to tip your hat to Bill Belichick and the game plan that he put together against, you know, whoever, what we all thought Sean McVay was, you know, this offensive genius. And, you know, that's got to be a real humbling experience for him. And I'm sure they'll be back, but. Hats off to New England uh, once again for winning. Yeah, it was uh, uh, it was definitely one of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever watched. Uh, I, I mean, I was happy with the result, but it was just hard to even watch it. Uh, it was just ugly football. Um, but I did do a uh, props pool uh, with my family for our family Super Bowl party. Uh, made the questions easy. They were all pretty much 50-50 choices, like how long would it take to sing the national anthem, heads or, heads or tails on the coin toss, first play of the game being a runner or a pass. Picked the winner of the game and uh, over under 56 and a half points were just uh, about half of them and there's several more but there were 11 questions in all uh, prize for the top three finishers and two wives uh, who know nothing about football both went nine and two for first and second place so it seems uh, to happen every year that a woman wins these these prop contests I put together. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was pretty much fifty-fifty choices, but it's just amazing how uh, how it uh, turns out that way. Even though there wasn't a lot of thought involved, there's a few, you know, the just picking the winner of the game and um, over under fifty-six and a half points definitely took some thought. But most for the most part, it was uh, flipping a coin and and uh, they came out on top. But uh, let the listeners know, Brandon, uh, how you're doing on uh, your basketball premium picks this season. 
Yeah, uh, still going really well in the NBA number one over the last 60 days, uh, 61% all NBA picks uh, last 97. So, um, you know, definitely the time to get on board uh, with my pro plays. Uh, college basketball is starting to heat up. I do have two top four uh, finishes in the or top five, top 10 finishes in the last four years and profiting well over 50 grand uh, last thousand plus basketball plays. Awesome, man. Uh, I'm the number one ranked uh, basketball capper at Sports Capping all time. $1,000 per game players up 192000 since 2012. Also number three this season, uh, $1,000 per game players up 29000 this year. Number two in NBA this year, uh, riding an 81-54 and 54 NBA run over my last 135 this season. Uh, that's going to be enough about us. I know you guys want some winners, especially after last week. Uh, I'm feeling good about our four free picks here for Wednesday this week. Brandon, start us off with your NBA free pick. Yeah, I'm going to take the San Antonio Spurs plus 11 on the road against the Golden State Warriors. I just feel that Warriors are way overvalued right now, and this is simply too many points to pass up with on the Spurs. Uh, Golden State's failed to cover each of their last two, both at home. First, they lost outright to the 76ers, 113-104 as an eight-point favorite, and then followed that up with a non-cover at home against the Lakers without LeBron Um and I just think, you know, the Warriors are really struggling right now to find motivation uh, with these regular season games. And I think it's even tougher with the All-Star game looming, um, which I think, you know, I mean, they have so many All-Stars and they're just all looking forward to that, you know, break from the actual action. And the books, you know, they know the betting public. They can't help themselves but to back the Warriors, especially, you know, when things are go- going well like they have been here of late. Uh, I just think we're seeing a number inflated a little bit uh, more than normal because this game will be played on ESPN and the fact that the Spurs are coming in, coming in off an ugly 15-point loss at Sacramento. Uh, you could just see from the start of that game against the Kings that the Spurs you know, really weren't mentally ready to play there. And by the time they got going, it was just too late. Um, you know, I'm confident they'll be 100% locked in for this one. Well, while San Antonio might not be one of the elite teams in the league anymore, uh, they're still one of the better teams out west, and have really turned it on over the last two months. Uh, Spurs are eleven, or Spurs were just eleven and fourteen after a loss to the Lakers on December fifth. Since then, they've gone twenty-one and nine. Uh, San Antonio is nine-one and one against the spread in their last eleven off a straight-up loss. Nine and one against the spread in their last ten versus a team that's won more than 60% of their games and 4-1 and one in their last five on the road against a team with a winning home record. Warriors just 3-11-1 against the spread in their last 15 home games and 2-9-1 and and against the spread in their last 12 at home uh, versus a team with the losing road record. Uh, give me the Spurs plus 11. Yeah, man, this number does seem a tad high to me. Uh, the Warriors have been consistently overvalued at home this season. I had the, several of those trends as well, the 3-11-1 against the spread the last 15 at home. So uh, they've been a decent bet on the road, but at home they're just always laying too many points. So it's just hard for them to cover such big numbers when they're getting the other team's best shot every every time they're at home. Spurs have won two of the last three, and they're 3-0 against the spread the last three meetings with the Warriors. So um, definitely have played them well here recently. Um, a lot of trends back in the Spurs here, and I'm leaning the same way. Nice. Yeah, you, you just don't really see uh, San Antonio through two clunkers in uh, back-to-back games, which is something I really like here. And, you know, obviously we're not expecting the Spurs to win this game, or I'm not. Um, but, you know, all we need is for them to keep it in single digits, so I don't think is asking too much. 
No, definitely not. Um, they're good enough to stay within singles. Uh, I'm going to take the Kings plus two at home against the Rockets. Kings definitely have been one of the most underrated teams in the NBA this season. Their win total was 24.5 coming into the year. They've already got 28 wins, went over that total two weeks ago. Uh, Sacramento fans are definitely excited about this team. Continue to pack the building because of it. That's why I think the Kings have had so much success at home of late. Sacramento 7-1 against the spread, 8-0 against, or 7-1 straight up, 8-0 against the spread. Their last eight home games. Only loss came to Golden State by four as eight-point dogs. Uh, the Kings uh, have upset the likes of the Blazers, 76ers, and Spurs at home during this stretch. Uh, now the, I think they'll upset the Rockets here, who are still without Clint Capella, could be without Eric Gordon. Uh, I expect Willie Cauley-Stein and Marvin Bagley to dominate the paint without Capella, which is going to be the key to victory here. Bagley uh, has missed 14 games due to injury, but uh, they've really been a different team since he returned. Uh, he's averaging 17.5 points, 10.3 rebounds in his last six games as his minutes have gone up uh, since returning from that injury. Uh, the wear and tear on James Harden, I think, starting to show on the team uh, in general because the Rockets are just 2-8 and eight against the spread of their last 10 games overall. They're 1-6 and six against the spread of their last 7 road games, and they're 1-8 and eight against the spread of their last 9 following a win. Home home court advantage has mattered. Uh, home team 6-1 and one against the spread of the last 7 meetings. So uh, I just, I just want to keep riding this uh, Kings streak that's definitely made me some money um, in recent weeks. Yeah, don't blame you there. Uh, Sacramento is, uh, you know, a really fun team to watch. You don't, they're not really on TV a whole lot, uh, just because I, nobody really expect them to be this good. But they play that up tempo style, and you know they shoot a lot of threes, just like the Warriors. So uh, they're they're definitely a team that I've had my eye on a lot early on and made, you know, quite a bit of money on them. But I am a little bit concerned with the small number. It's definitely fishy i guess if you want to call it like that it stinks a little just because two doesn't quite seem like enough uh but there's no way i'd be back in houston on the road uh rockets have really struggled um losing to some bad teams and you know letting some other bad teams hang around so uh i'll definitely be rooting you in on this one and i I might get there myself awesome man i glad you agree there yeah they're so fun to watch i think they're like second in pace so they they get up and down they're they're real fun to watch i've watched a lot of late night kings games and definitely go to bed uh not disappointed usually watching them but um what do you like in college basketball this week yeah i'm gonna go back to the team that let you down last week i'm gonna take the usc trojans minus six and a half at home against the utah utes uh unfortunately the trojans uh you know couldn't bring in that cover for you but yeah, I was really impressed with how they were able to bounce back in that next game uh, on the road against Washington State. I know the Cougars aren't a great team, uh, but that was a you know a game they could have easily came out flat and not played their best. Uh, they won. They ended up winning by just nine, but it was a lot more lopsided than that. Uh, USC never trailed in the game. I think they started the game on an 11-0 run, and they were up double digits most of the way. And as you touched on last week, this has really been a different de- team in Pac-12 play uh, since they've got you know some of these key guys back from injury. I just don't think it's asking a lot for them to cover this number. Uh, USC is a perfect 5-0 and at home in Pac-12 play. Four of the five wins have come by nine points or more, including a 23-point win over Arizona and a 13-point win over UCLA. Utah comes in with a winning record in Pac-12 play at 5-4. and but four other five conference wins have come against teams who currently have a losing record in conference play. They also have come in having um, lost back-to-back games at home to the likes of Oregon and Oregon State. 
And, you know, both of these teams are very efficient offensively. Uh, both come in shooting around 47% from the field. The big thing here is uh, where USC is going to, you know, in my opinion, uh, create the gap is on the defensive side of the ball. The Trojans are only giving up 65.4 points per game and 38% shooting at home. And, and they've carried over that stingy defense at home into conference play. Utah, on the other hand, is allowing opponents to score 78 points per game and shoot 49% from the field away from home. USC also should have the advantages here in both rebounding and turnovers. Um, Utah is a mere 4-11 against the spread in their last 15 versus a team with a winning record. And, and the favorite has covered uh, seven of the last nine in this series. Uh, give me the Trojans minus six and a half at home, or six, depending on where, you know. It, it's both numbers right now. I'll take the six, but uh, I recommend this ain't pretty much anything under single digits. Yeah, there's a six out there. We'll give you six for sure. Um, yeah, the Trojans uh, definitely been handling their business at home of late. I was from, Unfortunately, I uh, took them on the road last week. I did get plus eight the day before and went down to plus seven, so I figured I was on the right side, but they lost by 12 to Washington. You just keep steamrolling everybody. Um, they've gone uh, – but USC's gone 7-0 and straight up, 6-1 and against the spread. They lost seven home games, and, you know, those wins over Arizona State, Arizona, and UCLA came by a combined 12.7 points per game. Uh, Utah definitely in a rebuilding year. They're just 11 and 10 this season. Worst I can remember this Utah team being for quite some time. Um, USC did win both meetings last year with the Utes by an average of 16 and a half points per game. Uh, I think this is a good uh, good spot for USC here too. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like Utah just kept you know rolling out new you know stars every year there for a while. So yeah, definitely. As down as they down as they've been in a while, for sure. Yeah, they were one of the, yeah they were always underrated, man. Um, definitely the last several years, especially when they were at home. But um, yeah, I just don't like this year's Utah team at all. Those are some pretty pathetic road stats that their defense is allowing so far. So USC yeah. should be able to cover that number. Lucky for them, they're not the only team rebuilding in the Pac-12. Yeah, the Pac-12 is brutal, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Missouri State minus 3.5 at home against Southern Illinois. Uh, this is a revenge game for Missouri State. They lost by 5 on the road to Southern Illinois in their first meeting this season. and They've actually lost 9 straight in this series to the Salukis. So it's safe to say when they uh, come home on Wednesday night, they're going to be motivated. Uh, Missouri State is 8-2 and two at home this season. Uh, their last two home games... Uh, were probably two of the most impressive wins in the Missouri Valley this season. They beat Bradley by 18, 55 to 37. And, but the one that stands out is their 35 point win over Loyola Chicago as three point underdogs. That's a Loyola Chicago team that made the final four last year and they're still pretty good this year. And it's the same Loyola Chicago team that just beat Southern Illinois by 25 points a few weeks back. Uh, the Bears are outscoring their opponents by 13.2 points per game at home this year and i just really expect a big effort for that from them so so i'm not i'm, I'm willing to lay this uh, short number at home yeah i'll be honest with the listeners here I, I don't do a lot of missouri valley uh basketball plays i just don't dabble too much outside of the power five but i, I did take a look at this and I, I was really impressed you know with how good missouri state was at home and i, I definitely feel like you've handicapped this well and I'll definitely be cheering you in on this one. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I really stick to the Power 5, too, almost exclusively. Other than, well, I mean, I, I dabble in them. I, I like the Missouri Valley probably the most of any of the smaller conferences. But uh, I do a little Atlantic 10 and a little, uh, 
AAC. Uh, yeah, but, the American. I, I'll, I'll get into that and some A10 as well. But yeah, not too much. I I I like to stick to the Power Fives as much as possible too. But um, since they uh, got rid of a lot of those teams in the Missouri Valley, I've kind of lost interest in it. I guess. Yeah, for sure. You know, Wichita State leaving and a few others. So Creighton. Yeah. Yep. It's not definitely not nearly as strong of a conference anymore. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it, man. Thanks for coming on. I hope we have a lot better luck this week, man. Yeah, it, it can't be any worse. Uh, so you know, hopefully we don't go home for again. But you know, I'm pretty confident we're uh, gonna bounce back, and this will be the week that we, uh, you know, turn it all around. Yeah, I like I like these picks quite a bit, Brandon. Uh, you can find both Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at betfirmsjack. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review if you like the show. Uh, that's going to conclude this week's podcast. We'll be back with full more free picks next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com. 